views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. There is a season Welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. This week marks a bit of a departure for us uh, as we're changing tracks, as it were, from the news that has populated the airwaves, online media, and those newspapers and magazines a few people still read. Hey, I still read a newspaper. Well, of course you would. You still send emails on paper. Hey, I admit it. I have a rather large tree usage footprint. I happen to like paper. <laughs> Is that like a carbon footprint, the, the uh, tree usage footprint? <laughs> I actually, paper's good. In fact, paper of the private sort, you know, the, the whole Charmin booty smile oh variety. Goodness. Gosh, my daughter loves those commercials. Well, that was in short supply there for a few weeks earlier this year. Or so a lot of us thought as we rushed out to the stores. Yes, thank you for reminding me, Bob. Another thing we'd like to um, move on from this year, right? We can move on from it, yes. So we're switching things up from the news of the last few months because we looked back over the last year or so and realized that it had been quite a while since we did this particular bread and butter show. By bread and butter, now there's something you love. No lie there. By bread and butter, though, we mean a handful of shows that we've done that seem to resonate no matter when we do them, which seem to benefit new listeners every time we touch on this subject, and that is the subject of Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease is uh, one of those things that touches a lot of lives, uh, especially for the people who listen to this program, whether you are suffering from Alzheimer's or you're caring for someone or it runs in your family. Uh, Every time we've done one of these programs, it, it does seem to resonate. People seem to point out uh, how it is affecting their life, or they know somebody who is dealing with Alzheimer's. And we'll talk a little bit about the difference between Alzheimer's and other dementias in just a moment. But just to get the scale of this, we have a few updated statistics. Yes, it's uh, the sixth leading cause of death in the United States, right? And it definitely passes um, breast and prostate cancer combined. It kills more people than those two cancers. More than 5 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And one in three seniors, Bob, dies with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia. Over uh, some 16 million people are currently engaged in some form of unpaid care. So when you think about that, there's an awful lot of people obviously in you know, in various levels of assisted living care, in in-home care. There are a lot of people who are, who are paid to help care for somebody with Alzheimer's, but there's an awful lot of us in our families who are spending many, many hours uh, caring yeah. for people. To be exact, those hours are staggering. It's 18.6 billion hours of unpaid care. 
Now every 66 seconds, someone in the United States develops the disease. And even more concerning is that 50% of primary care physicians believe that the medical profession is not ready for the growing number of people with Alzheimer's or of dementia. That's pretty amazing. The uh, The current estimate of cost to the society um, is over $300 billion, and they estimate it will cost over a trillion dollars by about 2050, which just goes to show as our population continues to age, as we have more and more people living into their 80s and 90s, and who knows by that time, well into uh, you know their hundreds, uh, this is going to continue to become a bigger and bigger thing. There is no cure for Alzheimer's. Uh, there may not be cures for other forms of dementia, but it is certainly something that has been growing and affecting an awful lot of us as we age. Yeah, and another thing that we'll talk about later in another show is that um, it does take a devastating toll, Bob, right? So that's something, too, that we're going to cover in a future show. A little bit later on. There's an awful lot we have covered in past uh, shows regarding this disease. We realize that many of you are squarely facing the particular and difficult challenges this form of dementia brings, which leads us to our first point or, or second point, I guess, in the show. It's a clarification that we like to make because a lot of people use the words dementia and Alzheimer's interchangeably, and there are some differences. Yeah, and it's... It's, it's easy to see why, as Alzheimer's disease comprises over 60% of all dementia cases, um, there is differences, though, between dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, so it's important to get the clarification from your physician about the type, right? Dementia is a general term for a decline in mental ability severe enough to interfere with daily life. And memory loss is an example. Alzheimer's is the most common type of dementia, as we mentioned earlier. What dementia is not, it's not a specific disease. It's an overall term that describes a wide range of symptoms associated with a decline in memory or other thinking skills severe enough to reduce a person's ability to perform everyday activities. You know, we pointed out in the past, and you'll hear it again today, Alzheimer's comprises the, the vast majority of those things, and that's probably why a lot of people uh, find it easy to use those terms interchangeably. But it can come from other things. It can come from um, uh, Huntington's disease. It can come from uh, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, Lewy body dementia. Uh, there are injuries that can uh, prompt dementia. Parkinson's can be another uh, source uh, vascular dementia. There are many different forms of dementia. So think of that as kind of the umbrella term that describes many different diseases or uh, causal uh, issues, you know, triggered something like this. But Alzheimer's is a set within that. And it has its own particular, uh, uh, well, what was the own particular uh, warning signs, risk factors, and so forth. And that'll comprise uh, the, the body of what we talk about today. So there are uh, different diagnoses available for these different dementias, and whether a dementia has occurred due to an injury or that it's been in your family history or you know, something uh, that has come along and gets worse as a person ages, um, there are sometimes early signs of change of behavior, right, Gloria, that um, sometimes much earlier than you might expect. All of these are seek a professional's medical opinion. 
Yeah, and while symptoms of dementia, all types of dementia, do vary greatly, at least two of the following core mental functions must be significantly impaired to be considered dementia. And those are memory, communication and language, ability to focus and pay attention, reasoning and judgment, and visual perception. Those are the things that they look at overall, and that would be for any type of dementia. Now, as, as we go through things today, one thing we like to encourage people to, th- to think about is to think about degree and frequency and severity. Uh, degree and severity. As, as you hear things today that may be indicators of whether somebody's got uh, Alzheimer's, which is where the focus of our, our show will be, we want to encourage you to not to suddenly jump on the first thing you hear and say, oh, that must mean I've got dementia or it's running in my family. A lot of the things you're going to hear today, which are the warning signs of, of Alzheimer's, are things that you kind of have to string together and say, how often is that thing apparent? Is it happening in conjunction with something else? And really, as we've said before, uh, physicians and healthcare professionals are the ones who can help you in your assessment of these these uh, issues, these warning signs that we'll get into here in just a second. Uh, look at frequency, the look at severity. You know, a lot of us, uh, Gloria, can exhibit one or more things on the list of warning signs from time to time, right? Uh, but it's well, it's really not a cause for undue concern. Right. And and one thing I would like to point out is while some of these changes in the brain that cause dementia are permanent and do worsen over time, thinking and memory problems can be caused by some other things, too, that aren't forms of dementia, like depression, medication side effects, excess use of alcohol, even thyroid problems or vitamin deficiencies. So whether those behaviors are escalating or not, it's one thing to misplace something once in a while, right? And it's a thing shows up several times in really odd places. And that's just one example. That's one example, right. Right. So, you know, I think we've done enough of a disclaimer on that just to let people know that as we go through these warning signs, again, think about them carefully and think about them in combinations or in terms of frequency uh, or severity. So let's get into the, what are the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's, since this is the thing that comprises the vast majority of dementia and is what many people are most concerned about, let's take a quick look at, at these 10 warning signs and you can start to make evaluations and discuss these with your, your uh, physician. What's number one? So the first one is obviously memory loss. One of the most common signs of Alzheimer's is memory loss, especially forgetting recently learned information. Others include forgetting important dates or events, maybe asking for the same information over and over again, and increasingly needing to rely on memory aids, such as little reminder notes or some type of electronic device alert, or sometimes family members. You ask them for things that they used to handle on their own. You'll start asking people, you know, can you do this or you can do that because you can't do it yourself. Now, by, by comparison, a typical memory challenge for a lot of people, yeah. and I, I know this for sure. Bob, you, you forget my name all the time. Who are you? Who let this lady no, into I'm the kidding. studio? You forget appointments. You forget the, I, I know um, one thing I've tried to train myself on is, you know, all the essentials walking out the door, wallet, keys, phone, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's been enough times where I've misplaced something and uh, my family loves to, you know, tease me when I can't find the keys. And, and so those aren't always Alzheimer's is what you're saying. They're just typical age-related change. And sometimes we're just too busy. So. Right. You've got a lot of things going in your mind. You can't concentrate. We could do a whole other show on adult ADHD, but 
we're not focused on that today. We're really just kind of uh, <laughs> going after the these warning signs of Alzheimer's. Another warning sign is challenges in planning or solving problems. Now, some people may experience changes in their ability to develop and follow a plan or work with numbers. For instance, they may have trouble following a familiar recipe or keeping track of monthly bills. They may also have difficulty concentrating, and they take much longer to do things than they did before. And I don't mean physical, like because of bad knees, or, but mental. We're talking mental here. They so, take a long time. So I would think, a, the, here's a good example. Let's say you know somebody who, who has uh, spent decades cooking, right? Knows right. how to cook, knows how to do a... Uh, now, they may know from memory mm-hmm. how to do the ingredients, or maybe they've been used to following a recipe. If suddenly that person started having more and more and more trouble getting from A to B to C to... Yeah, like having to keep looking at that recipe over and over while you're making it, looking at it, and then looking at it again to be sure. Things and, like that. And, and forgetting, what, what am I doing here? You know, right. What, what am I even bothering with this? So those are the kinds of things when you talk about severity or degree, it's not the occasional thing you forget once in a while or two or three things. It's the combination and how often is this happening? Right. We've got a lot more ahead here. We're going to talk about the warning signs. We're going to get into some other parts of this as we talk about Alzheimer's and dementia today. And all that is ahead. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. We are talking today about Alzheimer's and dementia. We, we like to do this overview, right, Gloria? It's, it's one of those things that's very important to our uh, listeners um, for any number of reasons, but it's a good thing to revisit this topic. It is because, like we said earlier, every 66 seconds someone is being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So it's not like, you know, you just have a segment of the population and then that's it. Every single day someone is learning that their loved one may have Alzheimer's or they may suspect something's going on. So that's why we like to inform regularly. And we, and we talked in our opening segment here about the warning signs. And uh, again, as we, we said before, these warning signs need to be looked at through the prism of uh, severity, you know, maybe in combination one or two or three of these things before you really begin getting too concerned uh, about this, because one or two of them might be the kind of thing you experience from time to time. We talked about memory loss that disrupts daily life. Well, losing your keys will disrupt your daily life. But if it's happening all the time, that's a different matter. We talked about challenges in planning or solving problems. And if you knew somebody who could do, uh, for instance, like we said, a recipe or something, or could work on a car, knew how to do certain process things, and then had lost that ability, that would be a good example. Right. What's another warning sign, Gloria? So another warning sign would be difficulty completing familiar tasks at home, at work, or at leisure. People with Alzheimer's often find it hard to complete daily tasks. Sometimes people may have trouble even driving to a very familiar location, managing um, a budget, or, you know, remembering the rules of a favorite game. And I was kind of thinking about what you just said, like maybe somebody who always changed the oil in their car, and all of a sudden they don't really even know where to begin. Like they just feel stumped. Or the recipe example is another good one. Another example, another warning sign can be confusion with time or place. Uh, people with Alzheimer's can lose track of dates, seasons, and the passage of time. 
And uh, you know, you may find that sometimes when you're described recently or that may be occurring in the future, you, you may take your time to explain all of that and then you may hear the response come back from somebody with Alzheimer's. You mean now? You know, there's, there's this disconnect from the ability to manage whether something happened or is going to happen because everything seems to be in the present moment. And sometimes also, Bob, they forget where they are, how they even got there. That's another time issue that is often a symptom. Um, another symptom would be trouble understanding visual images and spatial relationships. For some people, having vision problems is a sign of Alzheimer's. You know, they could have difficulty reading suddenly, judging distance and or contrast, which could cause problems with driving. We're talking about the 10 warning signs here of Alzheimer's. And if you are concerned about this, this is uh, something you obviously want to check with your physician about. If you have questions for us or would like other information on this, you can always address uh, an email to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. And uh, one of us will get back to you. Gloria always claims it'll be her because she's sweeter and nicer and more prompt than well, I am. Well, it'll be nicer, that's for sure. She is Pleasant, nicer. like there, with little additives. With what? Additives. Additives. Like, I hope you're having a lovely day. Yes. We're going to talk about this when we come back. You know, people always want to know, well, what's my chance of getting Alzheimer's? What's the, what's the chance? We're going to get into some of that as long as, and, and in addition to some of these other warning signs, uh, when we return on the other side of the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, this is Rush Limbaugh. This is my home in the Miami Valley. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. 1290, 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back. There is a season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Be sure to contact us with your thoughts about this or any other There is a Season episode by dropping us an email at bobandgloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Today we are talking about uh, Alzheimer's, the leading cause of dementia, and uh, it is an enormously impactful uh, disease that affects over 5 million people a year, but many millions more in terms of worry, cost, all of those different things. We've been talking uh, about the warning signs, and what were some of the warning signs we've already reviewed? Well, so the first five that we've already reviewed were memory loss that disrupts daily life, challenges in planning or solving problems, difficulty completing familiar tasks, either at home, work, or just at leisure, confusion with time or place and the fifth one was trouble understanding visual images and spatial relationships before we're done today we're going to talk about risk factors you know maybe you're concerned am i uh, at risk for getting alzheimer's you know i've seen it in my family or my uncle or whatever uh we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment but we still want to go through some of these warning signs again with the caveat that understand these are subject to frequency 
yes. uh, severity, uh, probably are some of these in combination. It's not the one-off thing occasionally that yeah. you need to be concerned about. It's really, are these things happening a lot? What is another problem? So the sixth warning sign would be new problems with words in speaking or writing. So people with Alzheimer's may have trouble following or joining in on a conversation. They may stop in the middle of a conversation and have no idea how to continue. Or they could, they may even struggle with vocabulary and have problems finding the right word, or they may even call things by the wrong name. So for instance, you, and I saw this in my own family, you, you get to the point where somebody wants to be part of the conversation. They still understand that there is this social dynamic going on, something that they've been long familiar with, but they're completely off topic when they speak. And, and we hear it called often as word salad. Right. Yeah. You know, just, just everything thrown in kind of and not making sense. And I remember seeing this uh, more recently where uh, the person I'm thinking about would have the uh, the ability to carry on almost the same thing everybody else, the same attitudes and pauses and 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 act as if they were part of the conversation that was occurring, but it was completely about another topic. Right. And of course, we'll talk more about caregiving and all of that. There's plenty uh, that we've covered about that in the past, and we'll be happy to revisit it about how you can care for someone who's in this situation, how you adapt to those things. Because at first, they're very troubling to people. Uh, sometimes they're irritating to people. Oh, gosh, so-and-so's talking about that. They're off the reservation again. And, and really, there are a lot better ways to deal with that. And we'll help, uh, help you with that as we talk more in a future program. We're right now just going over the warning signs. What's another one? So another one would be misplaced, losing the ability to retrace retrace your steps. So a person with Alzheimer's may put things in very unusual places and they may lose things and be able to, unable to go back over their steps and find them again. Sometimes they even may accuse others of stealing these items. And this is something that will occur more frequently over time. This isn't just an odd off, I can't find things, right? We all do that. There's also a, a usually uh, an increase um, in in poor judgment. So people with Alzheimer's may experience changes in judgment and decision making. For example, you might uh, use poor judgment when dealing large amounts to telemarketers or other people who uh, are scam artists. It's not uncommon. We've seen this before. We we actually have talked to uh, John Norris of the Better Business Bureau in the past here about scams targeted specifically at seniors or other people with uh, dementia or Alzheimer's who lose, the, you know, even if the, there were people who had the ability to manage money earlier in their life, there is something about the decision-making and the sequence of events that will lead them to become parted from their, uh, their savings, which is a terrible thing. Right. And another part of that poor judgment would be, you know, paying less attention to like how you groom yourself or even just keeping yourself um, another symptom or sign could be withdraw from work or any type of social activity. Um, a person with Alzheimer's might start to remove themselves from hobbies, social activities, work projects, or even sports. They may have trouble keeping up with a favorite sports team or remembering how to even complete a favorite hobby. Now, they may also avoid being social because of the changes that they have experienced. They might know something's not right and they're not able to kind of keep up. 
And a tenth warning sign uh, that someone may have Alzheimer's is changes in mood and personality. Uh, people with Alzheimer's can have all kinds of different moods and don't assume for a moment that's going on. A lot of times people with Alzheimer's are realizing that there yes. is some decline in cognitive ability and that has got to be extremely frustrating. It can be embarrassing for people, it can be angering. Uh, and so that's that's part of what adds to the soup here. But as time goes on, the filter that a lot of we've used that word a lot, Gloria, where we talk about this filter we all have or this ability to kind of manage our emotions publicly. And you mean and not, like grace, uh, grace, grace under grace pressure, under pressure, things like gravitas. That. <laughs> and, and certainly there are a lot of people who can't do that in normal life you know, anyway. But but generally we have some ability to control that. Well, a lot of times people with advanced dementia begin to lose that becomes laid bare, and you will see all kinds of swings of depression, anger, uh, fear, anxiousness, all kinds of different things can come about um, as a result of the progression of this disease. So that's the warning signs. That's, again, think of those things in combination, in severity, in terms of frequency, and really consult with your physician if you'd like to get a more formal diagnosis or a baseline. Now let's shift gears now for a minute and talk about what a lot of people worry about. Okay, so the risk factors, right? Am I going to get it? So scientists have identified certain factors that definitely increase the risk of Alzheimer's. And the most important risk factors are age, family histories can't be changed, right? But there's emerging evidence that suggests there may be other factors that we can influence. So the first one being age, this is the greatest known risk factor for Alzheimer's is advancing age. For example, while one of nine of nine people age 65 or older has Alzheimer's, nearly one of three people, Bob, age 85 or older have the disease. So one of the greatest mysteries of Alzheimer's disease is why risk rises so dramatically as we grow older. And, it, you know, I've long thought that this may simply be one of those things that's kind of baked into the human condition for a certain percentage of us. As what fails here, eyesight may start to struggle. Your joints get sore, right? Like everything, Bob. Uh, you, you may <laughs> have osteoporosis. Older, right? You may have all kinds of things right. that happen as, as part of being a human being. And uh, as age goes on, it may be that one of the things that we face is that a percentage of us, a large percentage, and since women uh, very often outlive men, statistically outlive men, you're going to find more women with this as they move into their 80s. Uh, that doesn't mean we'll all get it. And who knows, as research continues, there may be some things that help you forestall this. We've done uh, the one show on the, uh, the diets, right, right. The, that, that may help affect uh, at least to kind of stave off the effects. Right. Of yeah, we don't want to, like, in, induce fear into people because we all, as we age, it's kind of like our joints too, Bob. Think about it. Some of us will get arthritis and some of us won't, regardless of how we've lived our lives. Right. So, so age yeah, is one of the risk factors. Another one is family history. Uh, those who've had a parent or a brother or a sister or a child with Alzheimer's are more likely to develop the disease. The risk increases if more than one family has had that illness. When diseases tend to run in families, um, you know, environmental factors or, or may also play a role. But a lot of times heredity is one of the things that you need to you know, point you know, suspicious eye toward. Kind of leads into the whole genetics and hereditary um, things. Scientists do know that genes are involved in Alzheimer's. There are two types of genes that can play a role in affecting whether a person develops any kind of disease. And those are called risk genes and deterministic genes. 
And Alzheimer's genes have been found in both of those categories. Now, there is a gene called the uh, a polyprotein uh, gene, which is APOE-E4, for those of you are going to maybe be this. writing that down. Right. Yeah. And that they, the scientists believe that may be a factor in up to a quarter of Alzheimer's cases, uh, forms of that gene, uh, that you may have, again, part if of your If you heredity. inherit that, right. yeah. Now, there are other genes which are called deterministic genes. They uh, can directly cause a disease, guaranteeing that anyone who has these may develop the disorder. You can read more about this at the Alzheimer's uh, website at alz.org. There's also some other resources we'll share with you here uh, in just a moment. So what are some other uh, risk factors? Well, head trauma is something that is um, a risk, and they suggest that there's a strong link between serious head injury sometime in your life and future risk of Alzheimer's, especially when this trauma involves any type of loss of consciousness. Um, you know, so we've heard all about, you know, football players or sports people or people who've had hard falls or car accidents. And um, that would be called, you know, traumatic brain injury. And so that does put you at increased risk for developing and Alzheimer's. where where Alzheimer's overlaps with the CTE that we've talked about, I can't remember the um, the full uh, wording of all that. That's the sports concussion in- injury that right. uh, has plagued NFL players and others who played hard contact sports. We're not experts in, in being able to discuss how those two things intersect, but obviously impacts to the head over time uh, can cause a lot of problems. What else is Alzheimer's? Would be that heart head connection. There's growing evidence that links your brain health to your heart health. Your brain is nourished by one of your body's richest networks of blood vessels, and every heartbeat pumps about 20 to 25% of your blood to your head, where brain cells use at least 20% of the food and oxygen that that blood carries. So um, if you say you have vascular dementia, there appears to be increased risk by many conditions, including that, that damage the harder blood vessels and raises your risk of developing Alzheimer's. And these could include things, Bob, as simple as high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes, and high cholesterol. So you want to work with your doctor to monitor these heart health issues and treat any problems that arise. So those are some of the risk factors. Again, as uh, Gloria just said, talk with your phys- physician about these things. If, if you're going to undertake some kind of a plan or a program to try to minimize your risk, or if you think you're going to get it because it's in your family and you'd like to forestall the effects or put it off as long as possible, there may be some things that you can do in terms of taking care of the rest of your health that will have an impact here on Alzheimer's. It's not a guarantee, but you may be able to affect things in a positive way. And we'll be back with more in just a moment. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking today about Alzheimer's, and in the time left, we just want to give you a little peek at what's going to come up. What else are we going to talk about within the Alzheimer's category? 
Well, we're going to go into all the stages of Alzheimer's, Bob, and some of the uh, testing and diagnostic stuff and how to find out, you know, going to the doctor, getting tested, um, and any of the future hope that's out there for Alzheimer's, like what can be done. We'll also talk about early onset Alzheimer's, and we're going to talk about some of the caregiving aspects of this. Oh, yes. Uh, we, can't, we can't forget that. It is one of the things that affects people. Um, it's, it's just hard to, it's hard to even describe, unless you've been through it, uh, what it's like to have to be a caregiver in this situation. That doesn't mean just to make it sound like a burden. These are, this is a, a tremendous opportunity to love people. We have found that uh, over the years. There right. are gifts to be uh, gleaned from this. And we'll, and we'll definitely talk about the challenges, but we'll also have a show about the gifts within the stress of that long-term caregiving, you know, the things that you do get out of it. We'll also touch on some uh, some of the treatment uh, opportunities. Uh, there are there are things now that the, the thinking has changed very much. A lot of times in the past, it used to be more medication, more medication. Well, there are a lot of people who have tried different approaches here. We've talked in the past about behavior based ergonomic therapy, uh, which goes by different things, different names, uh, depending on people doing the practice. And that is something that we'll uh, revisit. There are people who have become much more skilled at helping to care for Alzheimer's. Uh, patients, either within communities or in someone's private home. Right. Music therapy, art therapy, all of those things. We're also going to talk about, hey, are you ready if your child's plan for school this year changes suddenly? Right. What what could possibly change? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. That's been up in the uh, up in the air uh, a lot. We'll be revisiting that and talking to you a little bit about distance learning and what you think your kid is learning or not learning or whether you've gotten more involved in that uh, as as the uh, whole battle with this uh, COVID crisis goes on. We're also going to talk about how things are different for your kids and grandkids compared to when you were young. What has changed for the better or worse? Boy, is that a wide open topic. But we're going to talk about that outside of our big COVID pandemic, just in general, how our world has changed, because, right? Yeah, and everybody, I think, experiences that. You see your, your, either your child or your grandchild, and you say, good grief, that, their whole perspective, their whole world is uh, very different uh, than when I grew up. And uh, saving from the old days and... And uh, is it just simply nostalgia or should we bring some of those things back? And what is new and different and better from uh, being a, a youngster nowadays? Right. So we'll get into all of that. Write to us with your thoughts uh, about today's show. At Bob and Gloria at com. And that'll do it for us today. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. We're here for each other and here for you. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria Shanahan, our terrific producers, and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for your time, attention, and interest to what we do here. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. WHIO Dayton, WHIO-FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the Bushers Home Improvement Studios. Improve the value of your home with a sunroom from Bushers.